The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. From Richard Flint International. Deep inside you, there's a power. A power you can use to meet every challenge, every roadblock, conquer every obstacle life throws at you. A power to be happy, fulfilled, successful. A power to be everything you want to be. Now, meet the man who wrote the book on human behavior. The man who can teach you how to unleash your own power to be. Ladies and gentlemen, Richard Flint. Hey, Richard Flint here, and welcome to this show of The Power to Be. Uh, We're going to continue the conversation we started last Thursday. So my question to you, how's your stress been this week? Hmm? Have you been uptight? Have you had things that have just... Oh, just nibbled at you, and have you found your stress controllable, or there have, been, have there been days when your stress has controlled you? Hmm? Remember what stress is. It's anything in life that makes you uptight. That's stress. And remember what we said. If someone comes to you and says, you need to get rid of that stress out of your life, they want you dead. Because if I took all the stress out of your life, you would be dead in two and a half minutes. That is a medical fact. So it's not about eliminating stress. It's about learning to control stress. So to do that, we need to understand our life. And in the last segment that we were talking about uh, in our show last week, we were talking about um, your stress house. And I just want to review that stress house with you uh, so that we can set the stage. Just take a look at those things that are causing people to live uptight today. Okay? And I'm going to remind you again. If, you, if this is important enough to you, you'd like to have a copy of my study guide that goes with it. All you got to do is email me at richard at richardflint.com. And I'll have uh, Denise or Marlene on my staff uh, send you a copy of the study guide that goes with this. Because, you know, we archive the shows and, and, and the shows are repeated. And you can go back and listen to it over and over again, which I hope you will do. Because there's some shows that we do that, yeah, you can listen to them once, but there are other shows we do, you need to go back on a periodical basis and you need to listen to them. So, let's do a little bit of review from last week. You live in four rooms. Business, family, social, and personal. 
And the first room is that business room, which is the largest room in time and in energy that you have in your life. Why? Because this is your number one room of mental stress. It doesn't mean there's not emotions involved in it, but this room, the biggest thing that this room challenges you with is mental stress. And the purpose of this room is achieving your business dream and creating a definition of who you think you are because most people define their life from their business room. And we talked about the drains from this room, which are really important that we understand. Being physically tired, unhappy with the results from the room, sensing you're struggling here, your inner passion for what you're doing has diminished. There's no improvement. You can't see any improvement. Emotional needs are too much. You just can't bring yourself to deal with everything you got to deal with. So it becomes a source of consistent frustrations. And sensing that the people that you need support from don't support you. Then we said you had a second room, second largest room in your life. And that's your family room. Why is this room important? Because this is your number one room of emotional stress. The purpose of this room is defining and experiencing love and acceptance. Because isn't that what family is about? Isn't family about people loving each other? Oh, you know, they're, they're going to love each other, but they're still going to fight. They're going to love each other. They're still going to disagree. But the purpose of this room is defining and experiencing love and acceptance. Now, in our world today, the major drains that I see, and, and these come from my working as a counselor with people. It comes from working with my mentoring students. And by the way, if you're looking for a mentor, not a coach, because I'm not a coach, I'm a mentor. The difference for me is a coach deals with one area of your life. I deal with all of your life because I think you're so interconnected. I don't think I could help you if I came into your life and just dealt with your business problems and never connected them to the rest of your life because this house is connected. But if you ever reach a time where you're looking for someone who can mentor you and help you to find the calmness and the clarity and the pathway you want for your life, reach out to me, richard at richardflint.com. But I'll tell you two things about me. I am very, very, and I'll put one more, very tough. Because once we set a pathway I won't take resistance from you. I won't accept your excuses, your reasons, or your justifications. And you need to also know about me, I don't come cheap. But the value that you invest in me through dollars will come back to you three times. So that family room, number one room of emotional stress, which makes it the second largest room in your life. And the common creators of drain feeling you've failed, a place of loneliness, misuse of the commitment there. It's intense-filled. It's not relaxing. Love is missing. 
And then there's years of collecting pain. And you think these basically things will take <laughs> take energy out of you, drain you, increase your stress. Hmm. And then there was your third room, and is your third room, your social room. And I tell you that this is probably one of the most misunderstood rooms that there is out there. Why? Because this has become the number one room of escape. The purpose of this room is supposed to be fun and relaxation. But it's not happening today. Because people run to this room to escape. I remember a young lady that I met up uh, in the Apple Valley area in, uh, in Minnesota. And we were talking, and she said, you know what, what I do for a social room? I said, no. She says, I run away to Minneapolis every weekend, and I become somebody new. I have a different name. I have a different persona. I said, why don't you do that? She says, because I don't like me. I said, do you have fun? She says, in a sick way, I do. Do you understand that when you stop having fun, you get old? Do you understand that when you cannot relax, you just increase the stress in your life? Huh? So what did we say created the drain in this room? It's a source of confusion. Why? Because it's misunderstood. It's not there for you to escape into. It's a place where you go where you need to have fun. You need to laugh. We don't laugh enough today, folks. You know, I, I travel a lot, uh, over 200 days a year on the road. I love sitting in airports. I love watching people. And do you know one of the things that I noticed today? How few people really Smile. People don't smile. How few people laugh. You understand that this social room is not a place to escape. It's where you go and you have fun. You go there and you unwind. What creates the dream, drain? Others who drop in and are not wanted. <laughs> you have been forced to socialize with somebody? <gasps> What about in-laws? What about members of your spouse's family? Yeah, you ever gone to a Christmas dinner or a Thanksgiving dinner, and man, it was just all you could do to be there just because of the people you had to socialize with. It's also draining because it costs too much emotionally. You really got to go over and above, and you've got to emotionally do things you don't want to do, like be nice. The interest is not there. You're not interested in socializing because of the people you have to socialize with. You're not a social creature. You're an introvert. And when you go out into a social room, you've got to be an introvert that has to practice being an extrovert, and you're not com comfortable being an extrovert because you're an introvert. It's a place to hide, creates drain. And then you've lost it. 
It's non-existent. Do you know how many people don't socialize today? Do you know how many people because their business room is so draining and their family room is so draining, their business room is so stressful, and their family room is so stressful, all of a sudden you just lose this room? Hmm? And yet it's important because it's where you're to go to have fun. You remember what that was like? Then you have your personal room. Smallest room in most people's lives. In fact, in a lot of people, it doesn't exist. And it really is the most uncomfortable room for people to live in. Why? Because a lot of people don't like spending time with their self. Why would you not enjoy you? Because alone with you, you can't lie. You have to be honest. And if I'm not facing things in my business room, if I'm not facing things in my family room, if my social room is is just non-existent and you want me to be alone with me, hey, guy, what have you been smoking? But it's where you go to be alone. And the purpose of this room is personal discovery. Do you realize that every dream you'll ever have in your life is born in your personal room. Did you realize that? Do you understand that everything you'll ever plan for your life is born in your personal room? Because it's alone with you that your imagination comes alive. It's alone with you that you really get to know who you are. But if, you know, if my foundation is weak and I, I don't like me, I don't love me, I don't enjoy me. You think I want to be alone with me? Listen, I'd rather run out into the social room and pretend I'm somebody who is really yay when inside me, I'm not that way. I was having dinner last night and the person I was having dinner with was telling me about this person that she knows that, uh, she goes out and she socializes, and out in her social room, she's just all this this bubbles and giggles and everything, but inside her, she is an empty shell, and she stays out as late as she can, so she doesn't have to go home and face herself. Hmm. This is your room of personal discovery. Where does the drain come from? We don't understand the purpose, the purpose of the social room. It's where you go to understand you. The emotional honesty that it demands. And man, if, if you don't want to be honest with you, you're sure not going to spend time alone with you. Because what? In that room, you got to listen to your inner self. And I refuse to listen to my inner self if, if I don't want to listen to me, if I don't want to be honest with me. And then the room is filled with silence. There's sounds of silence. You know how many people can't handle silence? I long for those times of silence. What drains? There are other people who don't understand your need for this room. Hey, what do you mean you want to spend time by yourself? You don't ever spend any time for me. Hey, Richard, you don't need to be doing that. Man, come on, go with us. There's no consistency to the room. I'm there every now and then, but I don't spend any consistent time there. And without spending consistent time there, the room loses its power. You know what else makes it draining? 
It's a promise that you've made to yourself. I'm going to spend time with me. I'm going to spend time, more time getting to know me. And then when you realize what happens if you spend time with yourself, it becomes very, very, very uncomfortable to be alone with you. And then the last drain is letting others others interrupt your time. Hey, ladies, if you're listening, you ever had a time that you planned something for you and it was just going to be for you and it was going to be some alone time and some personal time and someone came along and said, hey, I need you, and you gave up your time for them? You understand that in this personal room is where you recharge as an individual. And every time, Every single time you let someone interrupt your time for yourself, it weakens you. Folks, this is the most important room in your life, your personal room. Yet for most of you, it's the smallest of the rooms in your life. So we're going to pause for a second, and then we're going to come back. And we're going to talk about this personal room for just a couple more minutes. And we're going to talk about why is this the most important room in your life. Okay? Let's take a break, and we'll be right back. Think about it. You can't argue with it, can't dispute it, can't ignore it. You know it's absolute truth, and it applies to every person living on the planet. And to make it official, now there's a book about it. Behavior Never Lies. Written by the grassroots expert on human behavior himself. His name is Richard Flint. In this book, Richard gives you his insight into why this number one Flint philosophy is so important for all of us to understand. It's the book that won't let you off the hook. Because what Richard's saying is that if your words don't match your behavior... Sorry, you're out of the game. Behavior never lies. Listen, if you're brave enough, get the book and read it. Go to richardflint.com, or we really recommend you give Denise a call at 1-800-368-8255. Oh, and just for your information, if you really don't like to read that much, ask Denise about the audio excerpt version on Flash Drive. Behavior never lies. Isn't it about time you invited Richard Flint into your life? When Richard Flint walks on stage, no one is quite prepared for what's about to happen. If you've ever been there, you know what I'm talking about. It's about getting a little uncomfortable, experiencing emotions you haven't felt in years, even questioning your direction in life. And then, through Richard's how-to instructions delivered in his down-to-earth grassroots style and a wisdom that sounds a lot like common sense, you finally get it. You realize all is not lost. There's hope for you yet. No one who has ever been in the presence of Richard Flint is left untouched. That's why being in a Richard Flint audience can change your life. And booking Richard is easy. Pick up the phone right now and call Denise at 1-800-368-8255 or visit www.richardflint.com for details. Isn't it about time you invited Richard Flint into your life? A mentor is much more than a coach. A mentor is a personal thing, a one-on-one thing. 
He's got your back. He's there to ask the right question at the right time so you can make the right decision. Richard Flint knows you stumble through your life sometimes. No clear direction. Life seems to overwhelm. You don't seem to be able to focus. Or, heaven forbid, you don't even care anymore. That's when you need Richard Flint by your side, on your side, 24-7. And don't think it can't happen. In fact, it can happen for a lot less than you think. Pick up the phone and call 1-800-368-8255. 1-800-368-8255. Ask for Denise. Mentoring with Richard Flint. It's a personal thing. And quite frankly, it's a much better thing. Hey, welcome back. We're talking about stress. Now, it's a word you never struggle with, right? Because you just think stress is natural in my life. Stress is natural in your life. But you can't let it own you or control you. You have to control the stress. And you do that by having balance in your life. Remember our definition of stress. Anything in life that makes you uptight. So we're talking about the four rooms of your life. And yeah, we visited them last week, but we're just laying a little deeper foundation to talk about the things in life that are making people uptight today. And we were talking about the personal room being the most important room in your life. It's the place where you go to be by yourself. And you understand this can be working in a woodshed. It can be out working in the yard. I got one of my clients who his personal room is on his tractor mowing his grass. I got another one who owns a large ranch, and uh, his personal room is out there in his bulldozer, bulldozing trees down. It can be fishing. It can be working out. It can be out for a walk. I had a a friend of mine call me yesterday morning, ask her, what you doing? She says, "Uh, the dog is taking me for a walk. I said, well, what's happening? She said, this is my alone time. Let me tell you something. If you don't have time for yourself, you soon resent what other people ask of you. If you don't have time for yourself, you soon become an empty vessel that has no purpose, no direction, and is lost. So what makes this personal room, which should be the number one room in your life? See, if you want to arrange your life in, for growth, your balance has to be this. Number one is your personal room. And you don't have to spend large amounts of time there. It's just that you understand this is where I begin. This is why I created my morning minute. 60 seconds in the morning to start your day, you alone with a little video email from me with a philosophy of life for you to think about because in your personal room, you got to think and a piece of wisdom to bring meaning to your life. And I'd love to share it with you. Yes, it is a subscription program. But if you would go to my website, richardflint.com, you could sign up for it for 21 days free. 
I'll give it to you for 21 days, no cost. You see if it doesn't strengthen your personal sight. Hmm? And then the second biggest room in your life has to be beyond your personal room, has to be your family room because you need that emotional support. Then your business room because you need that source of identification and direction for your life. And then your playroom, your social room. So let's talk about this personal room just for a little more. What makes the personal room the most important room in your life? The power it creates. Alone by you, gaining clarity and direction, there's power. The emotional calmness it creates. Because there by yourself, you can emotionally look at things without other people throwing their opinions at you. It's a recharging spot. Alone with you, you can catch your breath. You can get back to center. And you can look at the things that create self-motivation. The sounds of silence. Listen, sometimes you just need to get away from people. You need just silence to relax. The opportunities that are discovered. Like I told you, every dream you ever have in your life will come from your personal room. It's the now place. It's where I need to go right now in order to strengthen myself. It's a place of growth. Because alone with you, gaining clarity, clearing the direction, understanding your purpose, creating that agenda that will take you there, and committing yourself, that's growth. And then it's a lesson room. Because alone with you, as you're learning, you're growing their lessons. Now, would you agree that there seems to be more stress today? I see it. I see it everywhere I go. I see it in people's lives. I find people living so uptight. And remember what stress is. It's anything in life that makes you <laughs> Anything in life that makes you uptight. So I want to share with you some research I've done. And this research is ever-evolving because of what it brings to our life. But as I work with people today and I work in businesses and I work in families, I want to share with you what I find to be the most common things that make people uptight today. And let's list them, and then we're going to look at them. Uncertainty in and around their life. Pressure about finances, money. The aging process. Instability. Going in circles. Having no plan for their life. And then the family things, the family matters. So let's take these and look at them, okay? First of all, uncertainty in and around your life. You understand that most people want to live in a world they can predict. When I interview my mentoring students, one of the most common questions I get is, okay, if I take you on as my mentor and, 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 and we invest in each other, what am I going to get from this? I tell people, I don't know. 
well, well, why should I invest all these, this money if you can tell me what's going to happen? Because it's not up to me. You see, most people want to live in a world that they can predict. Why? Because in that environment, they think they feel safe. But when life loses its predictability, the internal pressure increases. That means that you wrestle with increased stress. So, when does life become unpredictable? When does the loss of purpose, when, when does all of this create uptightness? What makes, makes life unpredictable? You lose your purpose. You understand that the loss of purpose is mental blindness. When you don't have a purpose, your mind has nothing to play with. What makes life unpredictable? Indecision. See, when you can't make a decision, all of life becomes a guess. That's stressful. Fear becomes stronger than desire. You see, fear takes the color out of life. That means it takes the energy, positive energy, out of life. And it leaves everything gray. Man, you need color in your life to go forward. You need color in your life to have energy. And when everything turns gray, life becomes stressful. What makes life unpredictable? The emotional entanglements. The more you stack your emotions, the more intense life becomes. You understand that, right? The more you don't deal with things, the more you collect emotional clutter, the more you just let things lie inside of you and rot, the more stress you're going to have. Life will hand you more surprises than calmness. Turn that fact around, and you're managing your life. What if you had more calmness than you had surprises? Hmm? But that word surprise is an interesting word. So let me give you my mental definition to the word surprise. An event that your life is handed that creates an emotional surge you're not prepared for. Do you like surprises? One young guy told me, man, worst thing could ever happen to me is surprise. But do you understand the two greatest causes of stress are unpredictable, surprise, uncontrollable, surprise. You understand that an event your life is handed that creates an emotional surge of energy that you're not prepared for is going to increase your stress. So how do you handle the stress of uncertainty? Stop and face what is. Okay? Don't run from it. The pace is critical. Slow down so that you have the mental and emotional sight to actually see what's happening. Refuse. Refuse to react to surprises. Just understand, it's happened. It's there. Slow down. Face it. Slow your pace down. 
and don't react to it. Examine your options. You got to look at your options. What are my options? What are my pathways? Stay clear of the soothsayers. Man, don't let people come racing towards you and give you all of their opinions. Stay focused on today. What can I do with the time I have now to handle this stress of uncertainty? What makes people uptight? Pressure about finances. See, here's the truth. When you're working hard but not getting ahead or even getting even, the internal pressure increases. That means an increase in your personal and family stress. I have a friend of mine, and, and I love what she says because first time I heard her say it, I, I, I paused for a moment. I thought, you know what? That's good. Because financial stress will happen when you have more month than you have money. Think about that. You know, your financial stress is going to increase any month that you have more month than you have money. So where does this financial stress come from? Family expectations. When family expectations are unrealistic, the family is set up for emotional collisions. You got it? When family expectations are unrealistic, man, we don't have to worry. We, got, we can pay this off in, in two years. We can pay this off on credit. Man, they're going to give us X amount of months with no interest. When family expectations are unrealistic, the family is set up for emotional collisions. Where does the financial pressure come from? Insist on doing everything right now. When everything must be done now, there's no time to think financial decisions through. Hmm? A friend of mine who's a financial expert puts it this way. Before you make a major purchase, go home and think about it and talk about it for 24 hours. Don't make a spur-of-the-moment decision. Everything does not have to be done now, although people will pressure you to do it right now. When everything must be done now, there's no time to think about financial decisions, think the financial decisions through. That's going to be stressful. Where does the financial stress come from? No budget. You understand, without a budget, you're always borrowing from the one area to take care of another area. I'm amazed at how many people do not have a budget. If they got money in the bank, they're okay. But what happens when you got more month than you have money and you don't have a budget so you, you don't allocate? Think there's any stress in that? Where does the financial pressure come from? Always looking for the end of the rainbow. <laughs> Listen to me. If you found the end of the rainbow, it would be a major disappointment. Why do people play the lottery? Why? Why do people? I go to people and watch people play slot machines in Las Vegas and different places, and, and they just know they're going to pull that handle and the end of the rainbow is going to come. Hmm. 
Where does the financial stress come from? No support from others who share this life with you. Hey, you ever notice that many times in relationships you got pity, penny spender and penny pincher? One who wants to balance and, and one who wants the budget and the other one who wants to know what do we have in the checkbook? When you feel that you are in this alone, you soon start resenting others just hanging around. Where does this financial pressure come from, stress? Comparison living. When you start comparing where you are or what you have against others, you'll mostly end up depressed. Look, they bought a new car. Wow, they're putting in a swimming pool. Hey, look at everything they're doing to their house. We should do that. When you got to keep up with everybody else in your life, that takes money. Well, their kids dress better than ours. You think there's any stress in that? Investment of dollars in the wrong things. Investing your dollars on a whim is throwing money away. It's okay if you have money to waste, but I'll promise most of us don't have money to waste. Always facing a crisis? All a crisis will do is wear you out. And how many of our crises are created because we are not good with our money? And then the last thing that creates the financial stress? Loads of uncertainty around and in your life. When your life is filled with uncertainty, it's an open door to negative stress. A lot of that that uncertainty comes because we don't have a financial plan and we don't budget. So we're going to pause here and take a break. And when we come back, we're going to continue our discussion on what's making people live up tight today. See you in a second. A mentor is much more than a coach. A mentor is a personal thing, a one-on-one thing. He's got your back. He's there to ask the right question at the right time so you can make the right decision. Richard Flint knows you stumble through your life sometimes. No clear direction. Life seems to overwhelm. You don't seem to be able to focus. Or, heaven forbid, you don't even care anymore. That's when you need Richard Flint by your side, on your side, 24-7. And don't think it can't happen. In fact, it can happen for a lot less than you think. Pick up the phone and call 1-800-368-8255. 1-800-368-8255. Ask for Denise. Mentoring with Richard Flint. It's a personal thing. And quite frankly, it's a much better thing. Want to know a secret? The Richard Flint Morning Minute in your email inbox every morning is the perfect way to start your day. And listen to this. You can try it for 21 days absolutely free. The Richard Flint Morning Minute (laughs) could make your day. Call toll-free 1-800-368-8255 or go to www.richardflint.com and get the Morning Minute. Hey, want to know another secret? It just takes a minute to get Richard Flint's Morning Minute. 
Go to www.richardflint.com, then to the Resources drop-down menu at the top, and click on Get the Morning Minute. Oh, and by the way, you can enjoy the first 21 days of Richard's Morning Minute absolutely free. But uh, don't tell anybody I told you so. When Richard Flint walks on stage, no one is quite prepared for what's about to happen. If you've ever been there, you know what I'm talking about. It's about getting a little uncomfortable, experiencing emotions you haven't felt in years, even questioning your direction in life. And then, through Richard's how-to instructions delivered in his down-to-earth grassroots style and a wisdom that sounds a lot like common sense, you finally get it. You realize, all is not lost, there's hope for you yet. No one who has ever been in the presence of Richard Flint is left untouched. That's why being in a Richard Flint audience can change your life. And booking Richard is easy. Pick up the phone right now and call Denise at 1-800-368-8255 or visit www.richardflint.com for details. Isn't it about time you invited Richard Flint into your life? Hey, welcome back. Before we went to break, we were talking about things that are making people uptight, and we were talking about the stress of finances. So how do you handle the stress of finance? What do you have to do? First of all, and most important, sit down and prepare a budget. Okay? You got to know what you have and where you're spending it. You don't want to end up with a, a month where you have more month than you have money. Talk all financial issues through. You know, if it's a family decision, you talk to each other about this. And if it involves money and you set a limit, if, if, if this decision that I'm going to make is going to cost more than X amount, then we got to sit down and talk about it. Refuse to purchase anything on an impulse, on a whim. Examine your real needs. What do we really need? And do we need it right now? Stay away from overusing credit cards. Sometimes I think that whoever created credit cards should be taken out and hung. Because look at how much debt people have on credit cards. Slow everything down. Walk, don't run when it comes to what you do with your money. So what's making people uptight today? the aging process. You think there's not stress in that? Look at how much money is spent on cosmetics. Look at how much money people spend on plastic surgery. Look at the, look at the, the, uh, the emphasis our society places on staying young. Hmm? You know what? You know you're going to get older. <laughs> You know that. But as the reality of age sets in and you're faced with your mortality, the internal pressure increases. That means you know you will lose the battle for youth. And do you have any idea the personal stress that that puts on a lot of people? So what makes the aging process challenging? The agendas you haven't obtained. 
You ever heard it said that, man, it seems like that the older I get, the faster time goes by. Do you understand what's happening? When you haven't obtained your dream, aging becomes your enemy. Do you think most people live in a world where they're going to achieve tomorrow? And they really don't put the emphasis on today that they need to? And I tell you, when you wake up one day and realize where you are in the aging process and what you haven't achieved that you've talked about for years you want to achieve, I want to promise you something. They're stressing that. What makes aging challenging? Giving in to the fact of aging. When you resist the fact of age, you wake up old. And I tell you something, when you don't have a purpose to life, I don't care what your age is, you're old. When you don't have a dream for your life, you're old. And, and age to me is a number. And uh, I, I'm not old. People ask me, how old do I am? I say, no, 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 no. It's how young are you? Because as long as your mind is active and as long as your mind is alive and there's energy and there's creativity, you don't worry about age. Sure, as you get older, there are going to be some little creaks and, and noises you hear when you get up in the morning. And yeah, you're going to have some pain. But if you give in to the fact that you're old, you're old. Age is a physical fact your mind does not have to agree to. What makes aging challenging? Increasing physical problems. Yeah, physical illness changes our view of aging. But if you take care of yourself, if you exercise, if you feed your mind, if you keep your body tuned, toned, in shape, and you watch what you put into your body, you'll have less physical problems. Hmm? What makes aging challenging? You're not financially ready. When you haven't financially prepared for retirement, you're stuck. Look at the number of people today that they're at a retirement age and they can't retire because of financially what they need to live on. And you can't live on Social Security. And for those of you out there who, you know, you're young right now, don't depend on Social Security. Because I promise you something, it's not going to be there. What makes aging challenging? Getting ready for death. Death is not something we want. It's not something we go seeking for, but it will find us. Age is that physical fact. Your mind does not have to agree to. You can stay young. So how do we handle the stress of aging? Start with seeing life's good. What's great about your life? Not what, what, what's in the front of you that, you know, or what's behind you. What's good about your life right now? What is the fun in your life? 
What's the purpose in your life? What are you doing with your life today to keep yourself young? Take each day as a gift to unwrap. You know, when I wake up in the morning, first thing I do is I thank God for another day of life. And I get up and I look around my life and I am thankful. And as I go through my day, I, lift, I look for the gifts that day is going to bring me because I can't wait to get into that gift and unwrap it and see what it brings to my life. How do you handle the, handle the stress of aging? Refuse to stop living. I meet so many people who go over and sit down and just give up. They stop living, refuse to stop living. Explore your life and adapt to the newness. Listen, with every journey in our life, with every part of their, our life, there, there's newness there. There's something there for us. Seek it out. Find it. Explore your life and adapt your life to newness. Stay centered on living with purpose. What's the purpose of my life? Is it just to die? No. The purpose of my life is to be the best me that I can be so that no matter what my age, I can continue to bring value. How do you handle the stress of aging? Stay focused on achieving. There's still more for you to have in life. Go back. Go back a few weeks and listen to my show on achieving more for your life. What makes me most people uptight? Instability. Instability is a companion of uncertainty. You know that? Where you find one, you're going to find the other. Instability weakens your foundation of self-trust. That means, what does that mean? It means making decisions becomes frightening. You think there's not more stress in that? What does instability create? Insecurity. What does insecurity do? It weakens your self-belief which is only going to feed your instability. Instability creates negative emotions. The more negative there is in and around your life, the more unstable you're going to feel. Instability also creates self-sabotage. See, when you like stability, you become your own worst enemy. That means you will do things to sabotage your life. You do that. The loss of any direction... Instability creates doubt, which makes you question where you are and where you're going. This instability creates a sinking feeling. When you don't feel stable, you feel like you're sinking. There's no purpose to your life. There's nowhere for you to go. Why even get out of bed in the morning? This instability creates belief things. You uh, believe that things are going to get worse. See, instability is really interesting because it doesn't allow you to see the good in life, and there's always good in life. Instability also creates internal wars. Please hear me. Instability is one of the weapons the old you, that you that wants you to stay the same, uses in the war with your continuing to improve. Instability creates lies. When you can't face your instability, the result is you lying to yourself about the condition of your life. Oh, I'm okay. I'm doing good. And you're not. Instability creates increased pressures from others. 
You see, instability makes you vulnerable to the opinions and to the control of other people. It also creates the circle of sameness. You know something? Without realizing it sometimes, when you feel unstable, you retreat, you hide in sameness. Your feeling of no value. When you lack stability, you won't be able to see your personal value. How do you handle the, the, the stress of instability? Start with regrouping your life. Take inventory of the good that's happening in your life. Listen, refuse to stare or be around negative. Express your fears. Don't hide them. Talk about them. Find a support group. Slow down. Manage your life. Hmm? Because these things that are making people uptight today are so critically important that you and I understand them. I mean, if you don't have a plan for your life, if you don't know where you are, it's going to play with you and it's going to hurt you. Okay? And I've got time to cover one more of these. What makes makes people uptight? The family things. And these family things are critically, critically important. And when we talk about the family things, we're talking about the most stressful events in life, the emotional connections that go with this. So where does most of the financial stress come, the family stress come from? Financial instability. A lack of a common agenda among the people. Medical issues. When health, when health issues are present, Worry becomes a constant companion. Instability in the family relationships. When relationships are at war, pain will be afflicted. The loss of a family member. Listen to me. The loss of a loved one creates an emotional void that really cannot be filled. Years of unresolved issues. The longer conflict exists, the greater the stress between people. So how do we handle the stress of family things? Start with unconditional love. Unconditional love. There must be clear communication. Don't let things gather emotional stress in your life. Communicate. Respect each other. Listen, if you can't respect each other, there's no way for y'all to build a healthy, vibrant relationship. Expectations must be negotiable. It's not about one changing. It's about the continuation of learning how to blend relationships. Stay connected. If you're a couple, if you're married, date. Talk. Explore. Find adventures you can share. Self-development is a must. See, if you're not growing and the other one is, there's going to be resentment. And there, there's going to be its own form of punishment that's going to be delivered. So what should stress mean to your life? Maturity, examination, awareness. What should stress mean to your life? No avoiding the fact that it exists in your life. Folks, having stress in your life shouldn't be a concern. You'd be dead without it. 
not effectively dealing with your stress should be the concern. You either control your stress or it rules your life from the inside out. Your behavior decides what stress means to your life. You're never going to live a day without it, so learn to control it. Questions or comments, or if you'd like a copy of the study guide, Richard at richardflint.com. Hey, do me a favor. Mark your calendars. July 22 through 27, 2016, for my Star Maker Conference, which in 2016 is going to be an Alaskan cruise. All the details are on my website. I'd love for you to come sail away with us for a week. July 22 through 27, go to my website, richardflint.com, and click on Star Maker. I'd love to have that time with you. Until we come back together again next Thursday, remember, stress is a fact, and you either give it control or you control its presence in your life. See you next Thursday. Any questions? Call our people at Richard Flint Productions, 1-800-368-8255, 1-800-368-8255, or visit us at www.richardflint.com. And thanks for listening. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.